Good morning, Church on the Rock. Right, and I appreciate that was not that great because I'm not that guy that like this scream, so that's perfect. I'm not offended by that at all. As you guys see, Rashad is not here, or he took a couple tones lighter this week. I don't know which one it is, but he is not here. He was here this morning, and he said, I had enough of you, and he left. So um, he has went home, I think. I don't really know where he's at, but he's not here. How about that? So today, we are going to have a message entitled March Madness. So if you guys do not know, that is where we're in right now, is March Madness. And so... Um, it started with 68 teams, went to 64, down to 32, down to 16, down to 8, down to 4, and now we are down to the final two, which are Virginia and Texas Tech. What school, what, which, which one are you rooting for? Virginia Tech? Oh, Who's Virginia? Oh, my gosh. Oh, so one of my next questions was, who's your favorite team? And so I know I didn't ask that first service because there was a guy here that would have said the team up north. I didn't have time to listen to his mouth, so I didn't ask. So, uh, you know, I'm a Buckeye, and we were knocked out a long time ago. So we did a March Madness bracket here at the church, and many people filled it out. Some were losers and didn't. But anyway, we won't talk about them. We'll talk about those who filled one out. So there was majority men, and then there were like four ladies, and I think five ladies actually. So we're going to go through the list of the top five people that have this bracket. It's one. We have a winner, and we will call on that person here in a minute because they got to tell me where they want their gift card of $25. But anyway, so in fifth place was me. I'm terrible. Ohio State did not win at all. <clears throat> See, this is why I don't do these things. <laughs> all right. And then number four was my lovely wife. Number three was Don Mulder. Yes, yes. Number, number two was Stephanie Baker. Right, exactly, right? That's my point exactly. Men were terrible. And the number one person who needs to tell me where they want their $25 gift card from is Sarah Hoffman. So, five or four of the five ladies placed in the top five. So, that tells you what we know. So, guys, in the future... Ask the ladies what color they want, and we have a chance, all right? So she picked Virginia. I thought they'd get knocked out like the first, maybe the second round, but that clearly didn't happen. So anyway, through this, there's one champion at the end, and they will be crowned tomorrow. And I really don't care who it is, actually, at this point now. But Sarah really wants it to be Virginia. Then she really beats everyone in that thing. But she has won it, so after... The service, come see me, and I will go get this $25 gift card reluctantly, but I will go get it for you. So anyway, we are going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 and 25. It says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, 
but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercise self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you for all those who are here. Lord, we thank you for uh, them walking through these doors. Lord, we just ask that you'll be with us as we talk about basketball and how we can talk about you through uh, things of this world. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all that you do. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So if you look up here and you look at me, you're probably thinking I'm not the best basketball player. And I'm really not, but I can shoot a basketball. And so every Wednesday and Saturday, me, Clinton, uh, Rashad, Dave, we all go out and we play basketball. And so I like to use uh, everyday things as pictures so when we do these things, we can think about Christ. And so last week, Rashad was upset about us referring to the fruit as an apple because he likes apples. I think it's an apple. I think apples are terrible. But so every time you look at an apple, we hope you kind of think of Adam and Eve and the fruit on the tree. So um, the fruit on the tree. And so we're going to use basketball today as our picture. So every time you see basketball, hopefully you'll think of these three points that we're going to talk about to think about Christ. And so our first point is going to be focus. Focus on the goal. So we're going to use, that's awesome. Where'd that come from? I like it. Okay. So that was not their first service, but I like it. So we're going to use this as the basket, right? So if you're going to shoot a basket and it's there, you're focused right here. You're not looking over here. You're looking at your goal. Okay. And if it's over here, you're looking over here. But wherever your goal is, you are focused on your goal. So we have to be focused to be able to make a hoop. We have to be focused on Christ to be a good Christian. So we're going to talk about that. Hebrews 12.2, it says this. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand throne of God. Do you, what do you think of when you think of focusing on Christ? What do you think of when you think of focusing on Christ? So many of us don't do that. We don't focus on Christ. We focus on so many of the other things in life, right? We focus on parenting. We want to be these great parents, but we don't put God first. We want to be the best employee we can be, but we don't put God first. So therefore, we lose focus of what we want to do. We lose focus... On God, And when we lose focus, we're going to use an analogy of starting to build a wall. When we don't focus on God, when we sin, we start building walls. And so we want to make sure that everything we do, we focus. So when I wake up in the morning, very first thing I do, and my wife hates this about me, but I wake up, alarm goes off, bam, right in my face every morning. And I look at the screen, and I used to go straight to work. I mean instantly. The moment I get up, I check emails and I'm instantly focused on work. And then my day is terrible because I've already lost focus of my day. 
when your focus of each and every day should be Jesus. And so um, I got this app on my phone. Who's got version? version. So I have applied or requested the scripture of the day. And so every morning when I wake up, very first thing that comes up on my phone is the scripture of the day. And it is amazing when I read that, how that scripture applies to that day. And that is because Jesus allows me to focus on him because I read his word. And so many days we go out and we don't focus on him and we lose track of him and we don't stay on task. And when we lose task, what happens? We start sinning. We get super upset when things happen in our lives. And then we just allow these walls to start building and they start building and they get, get out of control. Uh, Proverbs 4.25, how can we remember to focus on Jesus? Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. So we need to let our eyes look directly ahead. So if we always look back at our sin and what we've done wrong, we'll live in that sin forever. I had the opportunity to talk to Nick this morning Typically, I like to walk around and talk to everybody, and I didn't talk to anybody this morning but Nick, and then Adam kind of jumped in the convo, which was kind of cool, but if you talk to Nick and listen to his testimony, he let his past bother him for a long time, and he kept living in that sin, and then when he realized that he needed to focus on God, he'll, he can tell you his testimony. It is amazing what God has pulled him through. And so because he directly focused on God, he has been able to do awesome things for, for himself and awesome things for Christ. Secondly, you have to square up. So when I'm playing basketball and I'm open and I shoot a ball, I know right away if it's going to go in. I know the moment I release that ball if it is going to go in the hoop. Because I've done focused on it and I've done squared up. And so one of the funniest things was the very first time I ever played with Dave. And uh, we were at the three-point line, or he was at the three-point line, and he said, it's my moment. And he shot it, nothing but air. It was great. I mean, just totally missed it. Is that about right, Dave? Okay. I mean, nothing. He even said, he said, it's my moment. Nothing but air. It was great. But... Um, it was a pass. It was a pass. The problem was no one was there to receive that pass. So, anyway, um, so, but now if you play with Dave, his game has gotten a lot better. You can ask any of the guys that play with him. It's because he has focused, right? He has sat there and he has he has learned. I don't even. Did you play basketball before we actually started? Like played played? Okay. It showed. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. So I'll tell you a story real quick. So when I was in high school, I get asked a lot because I do have a very decent shot. And so I get asked, did you play in high school? And I'm like, yeah, no. So I'm five foot nine on a good day with the right shoes. And so, um, and I'm 290 pounds. And so not built for basketball. I don't know if you know that, but they run up and down the court. Not a big fan of that. So, um, but I could shoot a basket 
really, really terribly in high school. So I, I was not any good. And so I watched basketball through high school, and I was like, man, I want to learn how to play this game. And so what did I do? I went out, and I took a lot of shots. I practiced, and I practiced, and I practiced, and I'm able to shoot a ball now. And so that all requires several different things. It requires me to focus. It requires me to square up, which means we have to follow Christ in whatever we do. We've got to have a clean heart and a clean mind and get to work with our hands. Hebrews 12.1 says this, Let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So a lot of things what we do in life is when we sin, we talked about starting to build that brick wall, right? And so we sin and we build, a, we put a uh, brick down. We sin again, we put a brick down. We sin, we put a brick down. And we start building these walls up and we never churn and refocus on Christ. And now we have this huge wall in our way and there's nothing we can do because we have lost our focus. We haven't squared up. We haven't done the things that we need to do. Uh, we haven't surrounded ourselves around the right people. And so therefore, when we build this huge wall, we're stuck. And eventually we're going to start building a wall completely around us if we don't knock it down. If we don't focus on Christ and we build this huge wall, what happens? We totally isolate ourselves. Exactly. We isolate ourselves and we're no longer in focus with Christ. All right? Just like running down the basketball court, you're not going to run down a basketball court with a briefcase or a suitcase. You can't do that. Just like you can't enter life without Jesus. You have to have Jesus. If you have Jesus, I'm not saying your life's going to be perfect because it's not. It's going to be tough, right? One of the hardest things in America right now is to be a Christian. You get made fun of for it all the time. One of the things I ask our youth group all the time is at the end of every single youth group message, meeting, whatever you want to call it, I tell them, hey, when you go to school this week, witness for Christ. Tell someone about Jesus. We come back to youth group the next week. I'm like, who witnessed for Jesus? Not one hand goes up. And that's in America where we're not persecuted. That's in America where we can freely tell people about Jesus, and we still don't do it. And so it's the same thing for all of us out here. Who here goes to work every single day and tells somebody about Jesus? One person, two people. Three people. You guys cheat. You pray at, at work at 10 o'clock in the morning, which is awesome. Right? So one of the great things that God has allowed me to do is I work for the Indiana Department of Corrections. And we are not allowed to bring up religion or politics. Two things we are not allowed to talk about at work unless it is asked of us by somebody else. And I've talked about Jesus every day since I've worked there. Because people are interested and the only reason they're interested is if you invest in them. Who here knows that you're a Christian? Who here can see you're a Christian because of the way you live your life? I'm not going to say you're not going to fall. But when you do square up and go tell them you're sorry, apologize to them. Because we're not perfect. We're going to do something we shouldn't have done. We're going to say something we shouldn't have said but square up and tell them 
that you're sorry. We need to get rid of sin at every moment of every day. The moment you sin, you have to realize it and ask for forgiveness. Because, again, when you sin, you start building that wall. And if you don't knock it over, you isolate yourself. And when you isolate yourself, the devil attacks even more. Because guess what? He's winning. He's winning. And that is something we do not want. We do not want the devil to win. And so you need to tell people about Jesus. And when you mess up, ask for forgiveness. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says this. Finally, brethren, rejoice. Be made complete. Be comforted. Be like-minded. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. The NIV says it like this. Aim for perfection. Listen to my appeal. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Aim for for perfection. These teams that are in the championship tomorrow night, and the ladies are playing today, if you want to watch some good ladies basketball, Notre Dame versus Baylor, the Baptist College down in Texas. All right? We like to joke around it's the Baptist versus the Catholics today. So if you want to watch that, feel free. Um, Leah's up there, all kinds of cheering. So anyway, those Four teams total, Texas Tech, Virginia, and the Lady Baylors, and the Lady Notre Dame. That team currently right now in these tournaments are perfect. They worked hard. They worked extremely hard to get to where they're at. They worked as a team. Speaking of team, you know we're all Team Jesus. That's why I put this shirt on today. We're all Team Jesus. And we should all work together to spread his word to the whole world. If it was just me, I can't do it. If it was just Rashad and me, we can't do it. We need a whole team to tell everyone about Jesus. And so we need to aim to be perfect. We need good coaches, all right? Rashad, one of the best speakers I've ever heard. I love it listening to Rashad, all right? We need good teachers. We need people that are willing to serve. We need people that are willing to park cars. Where's Nick at? Is he gone? Justin, sorry, Justin. There's too many Borgelines. I can't keep track of them all. But anyway, every week, rain, snow, freezing cold, that man's out there parking cars. Some of us don't even pay him any attention anymore. We don't even know he's there. But, hey, he's on Team Jesus, and he's out there serving every single week. And so with that, we have to aim to be perfect. Does that mean we're going to be perfect? No. If we were going to be perfect, why would Jesus die for us? We can't. we got to make sure that these walls are getting knocked down. And then finally, number three, to make a good shot, you have to follow through. So again, when I am shooting a hoop and I focus, I square up, and I follow through, I can tell you from the moment that ball leaves my hand that it is going to go in the hoop. Who here has ever seen where the guy will shoot the hoop and he'll turn away and start running away before it even goes in the hoop? Because he knows he made it. And then all he listens for is what? <sighs> the cheers, right? And so are we cheering or is God cheering for us because we are following him in every step of our way? Is God your biggest cheerleader or are you failing him constantly? I don't know about you, but I hate when I sin. I hate the conviction of sin. People are like, I love conviction. <laughs> well, you're crazy. I hate it. All right. I hate conviction, but for some reason I feel it every day. 
because I don't aim for perfection every day like I should. I let those walls start building, and I let those walls start isolating me. I let those walls enclose me, and then I lose my focus on Christ. And we lose our focus on Christ. It's not a very good thing. In the Christian life, we're going to need to follow God every day. It's a commitment, a challenge, and it's the greatest reward. Every day we have to follow him. We have to follow through with loving him. All right. So who here has watched like every game this this tournament? Perfect. I'm the only loser here. Dang it. I must be the only one without a life, which is good. Okay. So in this tournament, I thought it was three times, but after the first sermon, I was corrected. It's four times the free throw. All right. Probably the most unrecognized shot in college basketball. So if Duke could shoot free throws, they could possibly still be in the tournament. But they lost due to free throws. Um, But they also won because of free throws when they played UCF. If UCF's player could have made those free throws, guess what happens? Duke loses way earlier, and then my bracket would have really been busted. But... What you do behind closed doors is what you're going to do when everyone's watching. What do I mean by that? Are you studying your Bible daily? Are you looking into God's word every day when people aren't paying attention? Or do you only come on Sunday and get what you want and go home and, ah, there's next Sunday. I'll go and let Rashad tickle my ears on next Sunday. And you lose focus the whole week until Sunday morning and you come back. Yesterday, Kyle Guy, who watched that game? Anybody watch that game, Kyle Guy? On what, Virginia? Okay, I got a couple people. Man, I really am a loser. Honey, don't, don't know, don't, where's she at? Yes, yes, okay. So she always makes fun of me because all I want to do, the only TV I watch is sports. So anyway, Kyle Guy, Virginia, Goes down to, uh, they come down, and there's like point or 1.6 seconds left on the clock. And Kyle Guy is in the, three, er, in the corner, shoots a three-pointer, and gets fouled. 6.6 seconds left on the clock. If he makes all three, his team's pretty much guaranteed to go to the national championship. Who here knows what kind of pressure that would be? It's all on his shoulders. He's not being guarded, and he's got to make these free throws. And so he shoots them. First one he makes. Second one he makes. Timeout. Let him think about it. So he gets to go, and they huddle up, and teams are drawing up. He's got about two minutes to think about this final shot. If he makes this shot, his team is pretty much guaranteed to go to the national championship. And what does he do? He gets out there, he shoots, bam, makes it. They try to run another play, uh, Auburn does, and obviously they don't score, Virginia goes. After the game, he goes and the reporter asks him, so what were you thinking when you were up there on that line? He said, I was scared to death. How many here are scared to death to share the word of God to somebody? How many people are here are afraid to tell someone about Jesus. One of the greatest things I love about sports 
is after something happens great and they give all glory to God. How many people are watching that? How many times do we give glory to God? God has blessed me more than I can ever say. God's given me five beautiful children, a wife of 18 years, which I learned first service. Don't tell nobody. All right. 18 years. We've been together for 21. And so um, it's all of what God has done. I haven't done any of that. I didn't have done nothing to deserve it, but God has blessed me. And through that, I like to tell people, hey, I built a house. They see the house. They're like, oh, my gosh, how do you have such a big house? It's a blessing. Nothing I've done. We have to look at every single moment of our lives as a blessing from God. We want our daily, everyday life to win the respect of outsiders. It's easy to fall. Holy cow, it's easy to fall, right? It's easy to accidentally say that word that we shouldn't say, right? It's easy to talk bad about someone. It's easy to gossip. Super easy to gossip. I mean, I work for DOC. Let me tell you, you want to talk about gossip fest, right? I'm sure everyone has stories about gossip. Are you the one stopping the gossip or are you the one continuing to let it happen? Are you the one saying, hey, let's go talk to that person? Hey, let's inform them what's going on. I'll never forget one of the greatest stories I had is someone came and was telling me something about a young officer, and it was, it was bad. It was real bad. And it was, uh, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. We were all cracking up at the story. But I called her, and I said, hey, listen, they're saying this about you. Is it true? And, man, she was devastated. One, because it was true. But two, that people were talking about her about it. And so I actually went up there. I'll never forget it. Went up to control, and I talked to her, and we had a prayer right there in control because she was so devastated at the sin. And she was a known Christian. She let those walls build up, and she had fun in her sin, which so many of us do. We have fun in our sin, and then we don't know how to tear the walls down. I'm going to tell you how to tear those walls down. You tear those walls down by believing in Jesus Christ with your whole heart, knowing that he is the one. He is the king of your life, knowing that if you focus on him, you square up, and you follow through, you are going to live the perfect life as a Christian. Are you going to struggle? Absolutely. Are you going to fall? Absolutely. Are you going to hurt? Absolutely. Are things going to happen in your life that you wish never happened? Absolutely. But it's what you do with that that people are going to judge you on. Are you going to say, yep, that happened. Glory be to God. And that's tough. That is a tough thing to say, glory to God, when something devastating happens. When something happens in your life that you wish didn't happen, but it did, and you use it for God's glory. I'm going to challenge you this week. I'm going to challenge you to go out and talk to one person about Jesus. Don't raise your hand, but who here actually talks about Jesus every day? If you raise your hand, perfect. <laughs> We're not going to raise our hands. Okay, if you raise your hand, great. If you don't, I want you to examine yourself and ask yourself why. He's the king of your life. He's the reason we are where we are today. If you believe in him. He gave his son Jesus for us to live eternally.
if you believe in him. Jesus loves you. Jesus, while on earth, focused, he squared up, and he followed through. He focused on being perfect. He squared up by going on the cross, dying and going to hell for each and every one of us. But he followed through by raising up and sitting at the right hand of God the Father today. And so, as we close, if the worship team will come up, I want you to think about that. Have you focused on Christ? So first service, I knew every single person's testimony. I don't know everyone's testimony in here today. I don't know where your heart is. I don't know if you've accepted Christ. But I pray that as we sing this song of invitation and you stand up, and you sing, I pray that you will make Jesus your Lord of your life. I pray that you'll focus on him. I'll pray that you square up, and what I mean by that is you confess all your sins to him. And I pray that you follow through. Follow through by listening, obeying, and following his commandments. And when you fall and you build these walls, that you knock them down instantly. I used the illustration, <clears throat> first service, that if you allow this wall to get so tall, it's so easy just to keep growing it because we start living in our sin and we lose focus and then we don't care anymore. I was talking earlier today to someone and they told me how on fire their siblings were for Christ. And as they got older, they forgot about Christ. He's not the center of their life anymore. And matter of fact, he's so far away from them or they are so far away from him that they could care less about him. And I hope none of you guys are here, but if you are in that point, I pray that you focus on rededicating your life to him. Being a Christian's not easy. You do get made fun of. I always get told about baby Jesus at the chapel at our work all the time. But you know what? I figure if they're talking about baby Jesus, they're talking about my savior, I'm okay with that. At least he's in his, their mouth. But if you have walked away from Christ and you need to rededicate your life and you need to focus on him, I ask and pray that you do that today. And you ask God for forgiveness and you follow through and catch fire with him. There's many a men in this church, many a ladies in this church that would love to take you under their wing and tell you about Jesus. So if we could please stand. We're going to sing a song of invitation. I just pray that if there's one here that needs prayer, I'm up here. You can come pray with me. If you don't feel comfortable coming up and praying, you can pray at your chair. And if you just need prayer at the end of service, just talk to me.
Talk to any of the men. They would love to pray with you. Thank you guys for coming today. I love you. And let's sing to God. sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are.
As we go home, I want us to really think about that. Sin runs deeps and it hurts. But Jesus is there. And he loves you. And he cherishes every moment with you. And I pray that you cherish every moment with him. Thank you, guys. Let's have a word of prayer. Go home. Enjoy the rain or the warmth, whatever it is doing outside. But it's a day God has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for all that you do. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we pray that we can be focused on you. We can be squared up with you, and we will follow through. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for your son, Jesus. Lord, we just ask once again, if there's one here that does not know you, that they'll do it before today is over. Lord, we love you. Be with us. Be with us this week. Lord, I pray that we'll take the challenge and we'll tell someone about you. Lord, that we'll have a conversation. And Lord, that next week we'll hear praise reports about someone being saved through someone here sharing your word. Lord, we love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.